0: You're listening to Destin Women Ministries, the podcast. Enjoy! Yes, Jesus, hallelujah, our God, oh my goodness, His name is a strong tower and the righteous run in and we are saved. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that we are safe because of your name. We thank you that your name covers us and shields us and protects us. We thank you no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Thank you so much, Jesus, for your goodness and your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your judgments. Thank you for your disciplines. Thank you for correcting us, Lord God. Thank you for not allowing us to continue in error, but helping us to be better, helping us to be more like you each and every day, striving to perfect holiness in the fear of the Lord, striving to live right. We thank you for everything that you allow to happen To facilitate these changes in our life we thank you so much lord for helping us to live up to the the standards of your word by your spirit thank you for helping us each and every day to remember your word to hide it in our hearts and to really esteem it more necessary than our food thank you so much Thank you. We love you, Jesus. And we just ask that you would teach us today. We want to hear from you. We need to continue to learn about your ways, Lord. And this is a part of your ways, judgment, discipline, and correction. And we thank you, Lord, just for shining a light on this area in our lives, for showing us what this means, for teaching us what this means, for teaching us the significance of this. Thank you so much, Lord. It's in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. So yes, we are still talking about judgment, discipline, and correction, okay? I hope y'all are loving this topic because I'm loving this topic. You would have to be in this situation or have been in this situation to really appreciate the the correction and the discipline that comes from God. When you say, you know what, I realized that God allowed me to go through this because he just wanted me to be a better person. I realized that the Lord allowed me to fall because I was just a little too high up Thank you, Jesus, for showing me myself. Thank you for correcting my ways. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we are talking about disciplining. We spoke about those scriptures and um, proverbs that speak about disciplining and how what we extract from that is how we are to treat our children and how we are supposed to discipline our children. But I want you all to turn with me to Deuteronomy 8 and 5. Deuteronomy 8 and 5. Five, and this is the english standard version and it says this know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son the lord your god disciplines you hallelujah can we say that again how many of y'all said wow like for real on this topic of disciplining and it just uh, the way the word of god connects and comes together is just absolutely amazing Hallelujah. Um, This is the man of God, Moses. Listen, know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord, your God disciplines you. And this is what we've been talking about um, for the past couple of episodes that. God has given us this um, example of fathers with sons in this physical realm so that we'll understand the way he chooses to chasten or discipline us, the way he chooses to get us in line and bring us into order and subjection to his way. Okay. So, so far, let's just recap, recapitulate. Y'all know I like that fancy word. We learned that when we are judged of the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned with the world. So we understand what judgment is, is to weigh a person's, uh, the evidence against someone or something and test the premises of that evidence and form an opinion. And we learned that God is the righteous judge. So anything that he forms is righteous in its truth. And so he allows us to, um, he judges our ways so that um we understand that we're wrong and he disciplines us so that he can correct us and we found out he does this so that we are not condemned along with the world remember we found out that there is a generation that are pure in their own eyes but they're still not washed from their filthiness so in our eyes we always gonna look good In our eyes it's always gonna make sense In our eyes is never bad enough for hell Do y'all remember that when we were in the world? We like, everybody ain't finna go to hell. Everybody I know is fornicating. Jesus ain't gonna send everybody to hell for fornication because that's our own eyes. That's our own mind. That's what we think. That's how we feel. But God has to judge us with his righteous judgments and we have to be disciplined so that we understand how to correct our ways, how we're actually supposed to walk, right? Okay, so for some of us, we kept fornicating and it took that man to break our hearts or let us down for us to realize, you know what? This ain't right. And I can't keep giving my body over to a person. I really need to just surrender my body over to God and let him have his way because he's not going to break my heart. He's not going to let me down. So we learned the definitions, the many definitions of discipline and how it correlates with God's way of processing us and correcting us. Amen. And so we understand judgment. We learned about that. We understand discipline. We learned about that. And let's talk about correction. Now, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to go a little deeper into this topic, and we're even going to go deep into how the Lord chooses to correct us how humbling it is because you know, God is near to the brokenhearted. Okay. And God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So he will allow you to get real low, go real low, understand just how jacked up you are and then pour out all of this grace upon you. Now, if God judges you and you stay proud, then God will resist you. Remember what we learned when I said, Lord, don't say nothing to me about it. I don't want to hear about it. What was that? That was me being prideful and saying, God, treat me like I'm a, bastard. Do not treat me like a child. Don't correct me. And left to my own devices, if it wasn't for God's grace and mercy, I would have been dead. Oh God, thank you, Lord. And I'm sure that's the case for so many of us. But now let's go into correction. What happens with correction? And we'll we'll still be bouncing around between judgment and discipline, but I want to go over these, um, scriptures. Okay. I I want to get into these scriptures because I have several of them and I pray that this is not redundant for you, but I pray that it's actually refreshing for you just to go in depth, like an in-depth Bible study. You understand? I really like going in depth in the word of God because when it's in there, when you just get it in there real good, nobody can take it out. When it's really broken down to you and you can really understand it, not even Satan himself can come and snatch away these words that I'm teaching you, okay? So I want you to just appreciate it. I want you to learn how to really take your time and chew on a particular topic. This is how we learn. This is how we do something. This is what God says. This is how we study to show ourselves approved unto God. Okay. It's not even about whether people like it, what they think. It's about, what does the Bible say? Study to show yourself approved unto God. Okay. So we want to study in a way that God approves of. Um, So that takes just taking our time and getting into this word. Okay. All right. So let's start with, hmm, 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 hmm. we've already done Proverbs 3 and 11 through 12, speaking about Um, How a father, um, the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. And we understand according to Deuteronomy 8 and 5 that we have to keep this in our hearts. This is what the Bible says. Know then in your heart. Understand this, not with your flesh, know this in your heart, that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord, your God disciplines you. So when you're going through these times, understand in your heart that God is just treating you like his child because you are his child and he's going to make sure that you are corrected. Let's go to Proverbs 13 and 24, and I'm going to be reading the new living translation of this verse. Proverbs 13 verse 24. It says, those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Oh, the way the word of God connects, it just makes me want to take off running. Okay. Are y'all that type of person too, that just you just see them just running across the front of the church, the preacher trying to keep going with the sermon, but somebody just still running. <laughs> they running, they crying, they out of breath. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Let me tell you, all I used to cut up in church. But listen to this. Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Lord Jesus, we need to be asking God to discipline us. We need to be saying, Lord, you know what? I'm going to the scripture. We need to be saying the same words that David said in Psalm 139. Check this out. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Come on here. Search me, O God and know my heart try me and know my thoughts listen and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting what was david saying to god he was like judge me oh lord judge me oh god know what's going on in my heart try me test me prove me know my thoughts search me out And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. If we've ever prayed that before over ourselves, I pray that now you pray it with so much understanding that you are asking the Lord to judge your ways so that He can discipline and then correct you. Glory to God. He says, If there be any wicked way in me, Lead me in the way everlasting, correct me. If you see wickedness in me, because listen, I don't know what's going on in my heart. I don't know everything I'm capable of, but you do. Search me out. You know what, try me and see what I do. Try me and see how I start thinking. Try me and see how I start acting and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting lead me away from the wickedness and lead me onto the everlasting path lead me out of sheol where i would end up if these wicked ways stay in me come on y'all we need to start asking god you know what because you discipline um because you discipline the ones who you love Discipline. Judge me, God. Begin to search me out. I want to be right with you. And I pray that you have a spirit of obedience and the spirit of the living God helps you to surrender and submit to that discipline and to accept it. So that you can humble yourself and receive this abounding grace that will bring correction into your life. Hallelujah. We're back to Proverbs 13 and 24, New Living Translation. Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. We want to, we want God's love to be all over our lives. So we need to say, nope, don't spare the rod of discipline for me because you love me. When a father chooses not to discipline their child, they are saying, child, I hate you. Child, I don't care what happens to you. Child, you can go out there and hurt yourself. Child, you can keep getting yourself involved in the same folly again and again. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to allow you to do it. Okay, this is what I was asking the Lord to do. Um, What we spoke about in one of the previous episodes, I was basically saying, Lord, just hate me. Turn your face from me. Don't correct me. Don't discipline me. Don't judge me. Leave me alone. And because love does not force its own way. God did exactly, in a sense, what I asked him to do as far as don't allow them to convict me when I go to church on Sunday. And I was left to my own devices. But again, we all thank God for his grace and his mercy at any time. I'm sure most of us have ignored his voice when he was saying, that's not right. You shouldn't do that. Don't do this anymore. And when somebody is preaching his word and we know we're wrong, that word just cut a little different. It hit on that spirit man just a little different. It sent those coals of fire on our heads. <laughs> we be like, Jesus, like, okay, I get it. And sometimes we don't want to feel that, but that is what love feels like. Love feels like, I see you on the way to Sheol, I'm about to pull you out. What does the scripture say? And others, you know, you save with fear, hating, you pull them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by flesh. This is how the Lord tells us to handle things with our our siblings in Christ as he leads us to. So can you imagine how he wants to lead us out of the fire because of our garments that are spotted by flesh, how he wants to say, hey, you can't see this, but I can see these spots on you. You need to be disciplined so you'll allow me to wash this with my word. Amen. I need to wash these spots away with my word. Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. God is letting us know. If I am disciplining you, I am showing you love. And then the scripture goes on to say, those who love their children care enough to discipline them. My God, how amazing is his word? Because I care, I'm going to discipline you. Because I care, I'm not going to allow you to keep sleeping with that person with no conviction. Because I care, I'm not going to allow you to continue to smoke with no conviction. Because I care, I'm not going to allow you to sit around with unforgiveness in your heart with no conviction. I'm going to judge those ways and then I'm going to discipline you because of the wrong that you're doing. Come on, and through that discipline, we'll usher in correction. And I also just want to highlight and say it again, That God does not deal with every situation the same way. Sometimes some of us are fornicating because we have a spirit of rejection. God, you know, a little something, something may happen, but God will say, you know what? You need deliverance. You are just seeking out acceptance. Okay. Or you are insecure. You just want someone to validate you and you're willing to do anything for that validation. God knows how to bring it to us. Sometimes it won't be us losing stuff. Like I was listening to a a, a husband and a wife, their testimony, they were divorced for about four years. He remarried someone and everything. But um, she said she had a word from the Lord to stand for her marriage and that's what she and her friends did. They prayed about it. But her husband said that when he was sure that he wanted to leave, Something happened to him. He got into a really bad car accident and his thoughts were, God, are you trying to get my attention? But he did not go back to his wife. He continued to um, go on. And as he went on to call it wallow in the mud, wallow in his filth as the prodigal son. Okay. But he did eventually go back home. Glory to God. He stood for his marriage. And I want to encourage all you to do that too. As the Lord leads you, stand for your marriages Work it out. You went into a covenant with this person. And if the Lord is saying otherwise, and that's none of my business, but I'm just saying, um, stand for your marriage, stand with your spouse and believe that the word of God is powerful enough to be materialized so long as you keep the faith. Cause like I said, they were divorced for like over four years. Okay. And he remarried and everything and they are married again, but that was his way of trying to get his attention. To let him know you're doing something wrong. And guess what? He realized that the Lord was trying to get his attention and he resisted it. And so, what did God do to him? God resisted him because God resists the proud. When we see that we're getting into something that's not right and God judges us and he shows us um, something like the man was saying, I really like that car. And it seemed like the car was totaled. Um, When he judges us in that way and we reject that judgment, It's like we just go on and we just completely um, overstep and disregard that whole season of disciplining and correction, which, for example, would have brought that man back home at that time before he got involved with another woman and everything like that. But again, God has his way of dealing with people because God showed that man mercy. Okay. And now that man is back home with his wife and his family, glory to God. But God knows how to discipline us according to who we are as an individual, according to our individual issues, and according to what we're going through. God knows why you're going through it. We thank God that he doesn't just see the action, but as we've learned, he sees the spirit behind the action. He understands. Why it's happening. He's weighing the heart and he's weighing the spirit or judging the heart and judging the spirit. So he'll look at you and he'll be able to see, okay, they're doing this or they're acting out in this way or in this type of rebellion because they need help in this area. They need me to mature them in this area. They need growth in this area. And God is so good. And he does not give you more than you can handle. He will deal with you accordingly. Okay, so I want us all to know that God will deal with you accordingly. Sometimes the deliverance that we have to go through after making some of these mistakes is discipline enough. Sometimes that warfare that is unleashed on us is enough discipline to correct us where we say, listen, That thing ain't worth the spirit spouse no more. Forget it. I ain't doing that no more, Jesus. You know what? When we're left to our own devices, we will mess up. But I thank you, Lord, that you know how to discipline us according to whatever it is so that we can correct our ways accordingly. Okay? I pray that that resonates with y'all. So I just read it together as a whole. Proverbs 13 and 24. Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children those who love their children care enough to discipline them. All right. How many of us are in the grocery store and we see that child that is flipping out, knocking stuff down, scratching their mama, slapping her in the face, kicking, trying to punch their siblings and all that stuff. How many of us have seen that and said, "Mm mm-mm, that child needs to be Beat. that child needs a beating okay and that may not be the word that a lot of people like so whooping spanking slapping whatever you want to call it that child needs something <laughs> whatever your choice word is that child needs they behind whooped okay put it like that because if they got their behind whooped, they would know how to act i remember my first whooping i was one years old i oh, was well, not years i was a year old okay and i tried to cut the fool in disneyland at dinner My mama took me in the bathroom and whooped my behind at one. And guess what? I never cut up again. And I sat at that table and didn't make a peep. I was like, oh, for real? They can do that? Like they could legit overpower you and you ain't got nothing. Like you can't do nothing about it. They could just do that. Like, all right, they ain't going to do that no more. (laughs) I'm going to be quiet at this table. I'm going to eat my food. I ain't going to make no mess. I'm not going to act out. And, you know, my mom did it because she cared about me. She wanted me to know how to act when I was in public and also to be a nice functioning member of the family. Not the one that's tearing up and turning up every time we go out someplace. I'm spitting. I'm slapping. I'm no, that wasn't going to happen because she cared about me. She's going to make sure I knew how to act a good discipline will make sure we know how to act okay like scripture lets us know in our heart we need to understand that the same way your parents discipline you the lord your god disciplines us his children okay and it 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 really makes it even more vivid when it say as a man disciplines his son you think about the the things that a man has to do to make sure that his son grows up to be a real man, a man that knows how to speak, a man of integrity, a man who knows how to act, a man who is caring, a man who exudes strength, a man who knows how to take care of his family. Uh, For In order for a man to discipline his son, come on, sometimes it gets a little rough. Sometimes he got to rough him up a little bit. Sometimes he has to have those real serious talks. And that's what God does with all of us. Sometimes we just got to be roughed up a little bit. Y'all not saying nothing. Sometimes God just has to sit down and have a real serious talk with us. Okay. Let us know just how messed up we are. Let us know what's going to happen if we don't submit to what he's taught us and what he's showing us. Come on here. The same way a man disciplines his son, the Lord, your God will discipline you. That's the same way he does it. And he does it because he cares enough to do it. He does it because he delights in you. He does it because he loves you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Where are we going now? <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to figure out, you know what? We're going to end it here. We're going to end it here. We're going to pick this back up in the next episode and we're going to keep digging deep into this and I pray that it is resonating with you. And I pray that we can begin to rejoice even in those things that don't feel so good because everything that God does is good and it's perfect. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for this word. We thank you so much for this episode. We thank you so much for just confirming things for us and teaching us and showing us the, the benefits and the blessings of being corrected and disciplined and judged by you. We thank you, Father, hallelujah, that the same way a man disciplines his son, you discipline us. Thank you so much. Lord, help us to stand through those times of discipline and correction. Help us to humble ourselves to hear you and to do what you say. Help us to submit to the correction in the name of Jesus. Help us to genuinely from our hearts feel godly sorrow and turn from our wickedness in the name of Jesus. Help us to pray that prayer with understanding that you would just know our thoughts, that you would know our hearts, and that if you see anything wicked in us, you would lead us away from that wickedness and to the way everlasting. We thank you so much, Lord Jesus. You are great. You are holy. You are mighty. And it is in your name that we pray. Amen. Man, y'all, I thank the Lord for his correction because let me tell you something, just from just from a place of experience, after the Lord corrects you, there is so much grace poured out upon your life to walk in this newness of morale and character that you have. It's just this grace upon you where you feel, you know what, that burden is lifted. I'll never do that again. I'm not that person anymore. Although the things which transpired afterwards hurt me. Although the things that took place when it was over hurt me and it humbled me and it brought me low. God, I thank you that now you are lifting me up. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. That now I'm no longer the same. Hallelujah. We can just glorify God in all things and in all seasons because he's always good. And it's always working together for your good okay so whatever you're going through it's working together for your good i love you i pray that you are eating this meal up okay all right you know how you had something a whole bunch of times but one time you have it and it just tastes real good like somebody put some extras some extra seasoning on it or whatever i will say lowry's but can we just graduate from like the stroke uh type thing saltiness but lowry's is good it's a staple in like soul food cooking or whatever i'm just saying You know, somebody put like a little extra Lowry's on that thing and it just tastes like it hit just a little different. They put like a little extra garlic, garlic powder, a little extra, just a smidge extra onion powder. They may put a little paprika, a little bit of pepper. They don't need no more salt on it. Okay. But they just put like a little parsley flakes and they make it look real pretty. So when you eat it, it just tastes special and it looks special. That's this right here. You understood everything that I'm teaching you, but I pray that I'm giving it to you in a way. That first of all, you will never forget it. And second, that this word is just tasty and renewed and delicious in your spiritual bellies. All right, y'all. I love you and we will talk soon in Jesus name. Bye.